Hey, this is Greg Harvey, pastor at Embrace Church. Enjoy today's message and subscribe so you don't miss out on any upcoming sermons. In Genesis, the 35th chapter, in the 16th verse, it says that, that then they journeyed from Bethel. And when there was but a little distance to go to Ephrath, Rachel labored in childbirth, and she had a hard labor. Like, do you think that really needed to be in there? Is there an easy labor? Come on, ladies. There was no epidurals at that time. I mean, that's, she had a hard labor till a man wrote this. Now it came to pass when she was in hard labor. It must have been real bad because we're we're repeating it. That the midwife said to her, Do not fear, you will have this son also. And so it was as her soul was departing before she died that she called his name Ben-Oni. Maybe it's Ben Dashoni, I'm not sure. Maybe the dash is pronounced. But his father called him Benjamin. So Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrath. That is Bethlehem. And Jacob set a pillar set up a pillar on her grave, which is the pillar of Rachel's grave to this day. And this this, um, this chapter really starts, I mean, boy, it went to a dark place pretty quick, didn't it, with Rachel dying. It starts off in chapter 35 is Jacob and his family, they've, they've gone back to Bethel. And I didn't preach about Bethel and stuff and really that much. I might save that for another time, but Bethel's the place when Jacob, when he was running from Esau, his brother, the first time after he had stole the blessing from him, from his father, that Jacob was scared of Esau because Esau was ready to kill him for this and He's running from, from his brother and he stops at this place and he sleeps. And there God reveals himself and, and he sees angels ascending and descending from a ladder to, from earth to heaven. They're ascending and descending and, and Jacob gets up from that place after he sleeps and he builds a pillar there and he says, says this is... Bethel, and he names it Bethel, that place, that whole area, Bethel, because he said this is surely the place of God, and he names it Bethel, and now now Jacob has gone through all this stuff, he's 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 faced the he's worked and he he went to this land with nothing and 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 now he's he's got two wives. <laughs> that's not that's not good. You shouldn't do that, but he did. 
He's got, got his sons, and now, I mean, he's going back wealthy and blessed, and God took care and provided for him. And, and Jacob's now going with his family back to his homeland of Canaan, and he stops again at Bethel. He stops at Bethel, and there that, that he, he, he sacrifices back to God. And, and now... As they've left Bethel, almost in Canaan, almost back home, that Rachel goes into labor. And you got to think, Rachel's the love of Jacob's life. I mean, Jacob, Jacob worked 14 years for Rachel. He loved Rachel. He worked, he, he, it was just seven, he thought, and he got tricked and had to marry Leah. And then he said, well, I'm not stopping there. I'll, I'll work another seven for Rachel because he loved Rachel so much. And the love of his life goes into labor, and it's Rachel's second son. And it seems like really her, her prayers are being answered because when she gave birth to her first son, Joseph, she had prophesied and said, the Lord will add to me another son. So, so it seems like a joyful time because it's like the prophecies being fulfilled that she made when, when her first son was born in Joseph. And now she's coming, she's, she's in labor and, and she's having her second son. But all of a sudden, as she's having her second son, the complications are piling up and the midwife's trying to encourage her and, and she can feel her life sleep, slipping from her in this hard as the Bible describes it, hard labor. Let's say it again, hard labor, because the Bible thought it needed to be said twice. This hard, hard labor, and she's filling her life coming out of her as, as her son is also coming out of her and the midwife's encouraging her and saying, Look, 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 don't, don't, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. This son will be born. He'll be good. He'll be fine. And in her last breath, as the, her son is being born, Rachel says in her dying breath, it's like her last request, she says, she names her son Ben-Oni. Ben-Oni. But... But Jacob comes in the tent. His wife has just passed. The love of his life. And there's a boy screaming over here in the corner. The midwife says she wanted to name him Benoni. And Jacob says, we're calling him Benjamin. And it seems odd, doesn't it? You would think, you would think when you're just reading this, you would think, well, sh man, uh, that was her last request, if you will. That was a dying request that we name him Benoni. Let, let me tell you what Benoni means. Ben Benoni, if if you take it, it's Ben means son. 
That, that's Ben means son. Oni means sorrow. Dash, evidently, I don't know what that means. What she was saying, I want you to name him son of my sorrow. Son of my sorrow, because, because in her mind, in her mind, what was happening to her, even though it was a promise kind of being, being fulfilled, she's naming him off of everything she's going to miss out on. And she knows in this moment she won't get to see him be be, be raised. She won't get to see what kind of man he turns out to be. She won't get to see him walk. She won't get to see him run and play. She won't get to see him fall in love and have children. She won't get to hold her grandchildren from him. And she's heartbroken at the moment because of all the things that she knows she's going to miss out on. And in the despair of the moment, she says, I want you to name him Ben-Oni because he is the son of my sorrow. I am dying in despair. I'm dying in pain. And I want you to name him Ben-Oni. Son of my sorrow. You know, you know, there's also another word for Oni in the Hebrew language. There's another translation that you get. It has two meanings, really. Oni, Oni in Hebrew, it can mean sorrow, or it can mean strength. Isn't that weird? Like, those seem to, like, they have nothing to do with each other. I mean, why would, why, it doesn't seem like, how, how could you, how could it be sorrow and it could also be strength? But the older I get, I, I, I've kind of, I kind of get it a little bit as I've got some age to me now. As I've gone through some stuff, I've kind of realized that, that sometimes out of my greatest sorrow, out of my greatest trials, out of my greatest, I realize my strength that I had within me. Some things that, that I go through make me stronger. Come on. You find somebody who has some great strength in their life, who has some great character in their life. They have some, they have some, some of that that you want in your life. I promise you they have gone through some things. They've gone through some hard difficulties. They've gone through some tough times. And it was through that tough times, that hard stuff that made them stronger so now I kind of get a little bit where it can have the same meaning that sorrow and strength go together because when I go through something that I don't think I'll make it I come out on the other side stronger because I went through it and I wouldn't have realized that strength that was within me if I didn't go through some stuff that made me about miserable that I didn't think I'd be able to make it through but I realized that because I made it through that I'm stronger on the other side so it kind of goes together and I can see that going hand in hand of sorrow and strength but Rachel at the moment she's not thinking of the blessing she's not thinking of what will happen 
And she says, I want you to name him Ben-Oni. He is the son of my sorrow. But the word says that the father, the father called him Benjamin. Boy, that's big. Now, I told you what Benoni means. Can, can I share with you what Benjamin means? Because when you know what Benjamin means, you, you get a new understanding of this, of what's taking place. Because, because she's gone through this loss, this, this heartbreak. And she's naming her son off of her circumstances at the moment. She's calling it what it is. She said, I want you to name him forever be Ben-Oni. He is my sorrow, son of my sorrow. And, and Jacob comes in and says, no, I'm going to name him Benjamin. Because Benjamin means, before I tell you what Benjamin means, because I don't think you're ready for it yet. You, you, you got to understand that, that in the Old Testament, the father actually had the naming rights. So Rachel could say, call him Ben-Oni, but that, that's just a suggestion. It was the father who got to name the son. It was the father who, who, who had the rights to name. That's why in the, in the, in the, in the New Testament, you'll even see, see when, remember when John the Baptist was being born, that, that, that Zechariah, his, his, father, his father had gone, gone mute because he didn't believe he'd have a son. And, and they were kind of waiting. I mean, what are we going to name him? What are we going to name him? What are we going to name him? Sarah doesn't know. I mean, she, she doesn't know. And then finally, finally, Zach, he, he writes down, we're naming him John because that's what God said to name him. It wouldn't have took place unless he signed off on it because the father had the naming rights. It's the father who has the naming rights. So when Jacob comes in, uh, comes in, unless you name your son Espen, then you don't get naming rights, fathers. But, but it's the father who had uh, the naming rights. So when, uh, when Jacob comes in and he hears Benoni, to him it's just a suggestion. Uh, I don't have to go by, even if it's the last dying breath of my, my beloved wife's wish, I don't have to go by that because I have my naming rights. I get to name him what I want to name him and some of you might realize where I'm going with this but your father has the naming rights come on somebody it doesn't matter what somebody tagged you with it doesn't matter what somebody has said about you before it doesn't matter what what anybody else says it doesn't matter if they call you this it doesn't matter if they say well she'll always be that way that's just who she is that's all she'll ever be I've known her from this point on she'll always be that I've seen him from this to this he just watch he's gonna fail it doesn't matter if they call you a failure it doesn't matter if they call you an addict it doesn't matter it doesn't doesn't matter what they call you because they don't have the naming rights. It's your father who has the naming rights and he gives you a new name and you get to decide what name you're going to live by, whether it's going to be, be this name, what someone else tags you as, or if you're going to live by what your heavenly father calls you because your father has the naming rights. 
I know there's, there's not many here, but you can preach with me. Come on, that's good. See, I don't have to live by what somebody else deems me as. So my past doesn't come into play, not with my father. My circumstances don't come into play, not with my father. So when, when Rachel is naming her son off of her circumstances, when she's naming her son off of her past, when she's naming her son off of what she's going through, the father gets to step up to the plate and says, no, 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 he's not being prophesied over and spoken over. He's not going to be the son of my sorrow I'm calling him something else. You name him Benjamin because Benjamin means, and before I tell you what it means, I feel like I've got to set this up a little bit better. I just can't, can't just, just tell you right off what it, what it means because you, you, you have, to, have to realize that, that Jacob had some experience renaming things. And I think that came into play for him right then. Jacob had to have thought, well, if I think I can do this and we don't have to go by what she calls it. Because Jacob, if you remember the first time we we met Jacob... He was wrestling with God. And even though he had been raised as Jacob, and even though he lived as Jacob, as a deceiver, that when, when he's wrestling with God and he's wanting the blessing from God, what does God do? God, God says, here's your blessing. You're not Jacob, you're Israel. So if Jacob can be Israel, if Jacob's name can change and his character change, then maybe he can change the name of his son. And, and, and you see this so much with Jacob. Jacob himself, he, 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 changed, he changed the name of a city, a city that was called Luz. Nobody's ever heard of Luz. Nobody says, I think I'm going to travel over to Israel and go see Luz. I want to see Luz. Because you don't know the name of Luz because Luz isn't named Luz anymore. Luz is named Bethel because Jacob had an experience there and he said, I'm renaming it. This, is, this isn't Luz. This is, the, this is the house of God. This is where the presence is. It's Bethel now. So, so if Jacob can name Name a city, Luz, name it Bethel, and it be changed, then maybe he can change the name. See, it's so, so common with Jacob. Let, let me give you other instances. When Jacob was going to meet Esau and he was afraid, and he came to a place where he saw angels surrounding his camp, he named that place Mahanium, which meant double camp. 
when he wrestled with God and God changed his name to Israel, Jacob left that place and even though it was named something else before, he renamed it Peniel, meaning the face of God. So when Jacob was told his son's name was going to be Benoni, he thinks if God can change my name and I can change places and I can change the name of this and I can change the name of this circumstance and that circumstance then I can rename him and I don't have to forever be reminded and name him off of this one situation be reminded of the pain and the sorrow of the moment I can go through it but I don't have to call it that so he says, I'm going to rename him. I'm going to call him not Benoni, son of my sorrow. But instead, I'm going to call him Benjamin. Because Benjamin means that... Now, you might not get it. Because, because to really grasp this, I, I didn't, didn't preach on on this, but, but Jacob had, had a favorite son, Joseph, with the coat of many colors. Maybe you've heard of him. And, 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 and Joseph had two sons. And when Jacob was getting old, Joseph brought his sons to Jacob to be blessed and he had it in a certain order because his his dad Jacob was now real old and he couldn't see real good so so he just asked dad sit down I'll bring the boys to you I want you to bless them and 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 Jacob sitting down and Joseph brings his son he takes the oldest son and he puts him facing Jacob's right hand and he takes the younger son and he's facing him at Jacob's left hand and he wants Jacob to just stretch his hand out over his sons and bless them and he gets upset because Jacob does something he reverses his his hands like this and he put his right hand on the youngest son and his left hand on the older son and he prays a blessing and he proclaims it over their life and Joseph was mad at his dad because he wanted the oldest son to get the blessing and he placed them within that order and Jacob reversed it and he put his right hand on the youngest, so the youngest got the higher blessing. You need to know that. Because when Jacob walks in the room, in the tent, and his wife is dying, and his new son is crying, and the midwife's going, she wants you to name him Benoni, son of my sorrow. He says, no, I'm going to name him Benjamin. Because Benjamin means, are you ready now? Benjamin means son of my right hand. Son of my 
right hand. If you didn't realize that the blessing came from the right hand, you don't understand the significance of what he named him. Because instead, she said, I want you to name him son of my sorrow because this moment will always be sorrowful. I'll never be able to see what happens. I'll never be able to enjoy him. I'll never be able to enjoy the moment. So forever, whenever you see him, I want you to think of the sorrow. And he says, I'm not doing it. I'm not living that way. He won't be the son of my sorrow. He will be Benjamin, the son of my blessing. He will be a blessing to me, not a sorrow. Yes, the circumstances might be sorrowful. Yes, the moment might be sorrowful. Yes, I'm going to weep over Rachel, but it will not define him for the rest of my life. In fact, he won't be that. He will be the son of my blessing because I have a right to name him what I want to name him. And I'm not calling him my sorrow. No, no, I am calling him my blessing. Oh, that's powerful right there. Come on, somebody. That's powerful right there. He is my blessing. He's my blessing. He's my blessing. And it's time for me to pronounce and declare the blessing over this situation. And I'm doing it right now. He's a son of my blessing. You see, 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 we face things in our lives and we want to call it and name it off of how we felt. Instead of what it will be, what it can be, what God will use it to be. There's something powerful within this. I don't, I don't know if you realize this. I, I, I think Jacob might have realized that he could name some things, maybe going back as far as Adam. Because remember when Adam, when God created Adam and he created the animals and in, in the second chapter of Genesis, he, he, he says this, that, 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 that out of the ground the Lord formed every beast of, every, of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them, and whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. You have to understand this now. Now, God gave Adam naming rights. Y'all, 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 y'all aren't totally getting that. God gave Adam. Name, he gave mankind naming rights. God gave man. Adam didn't create the animal, but he got to name it. God didn't create, or, or Adam didn't create him, but God gave him the ability to name it, and whatever he named it is what it was going to be. Even though Adam didn't create it, he still got to name it. I'm telling you this because, because what you go through, you might have gone through some stuff that you didn't create. You might have gone through some mess that you didn't create. You might have gone through some situations. They did something to you, and you didn't have anything to do with it, but it fell upon you, and it hurt you, and it terrorized you. It wasn't for your fault, but you still have the right to name it what you want to name it. You have the right to call it what you want, whether you create it or not. It's your choice of what you name it. 
And what you name it is so powerful. Because you can call it Benoni. But guess what? If you call it Benoni, it's always going to be Benoni. If you call it off of your what you feel at the moment, it's always going to be that. If you name it off of how, how I feel because of what I went through and the pain that I went through and the trial that I went through and the circumstance, but pastor, you don't know why. I, no, I don't know, but I know what you can call it. It doesn't have to be what you've been calling it so far. See, if you call it what it is, and there's too many people that just do that. Well, I just call it like I see it. That doesn't take faith. Anybody can call it like they see it. Anybody could do that. That doesn't take any faith at all. But, but listen, if you call it what it is, it will always be what it was. If you call it what it is, every time you look back, It'll always be that. It'll always be my pain. It'll always be my hurt. It'll always be, and and you'll never, you'll never come out of it. You'll never see it as anything else than what it was. If that's what you call it. Or, 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 or. Or, or you can call it something else. Or, or you can call it what you want it to be. Or you can call it of what God says it will be. Or you can speak in faith and you can call it something else. You can call it, you, you don't have to call it my worst thing. You can call it the start of something new that God has given me. And I might have had some loss at that moment, but that's okay. Because I've got a new son out of it. I've got a new blessing out of it. And I'm going to call it my blessing. I'm going to call it this. I get the choice to name it, so I get to call it what I want. Mm. See, you get to call it what you want. Nobody else can call it for you. Nobody else gets to call it. They might, they might get some suggestions. They might get to throw some stuff. But you get to call it. You get to name it. You get to call it what you want. Hey. Come, come, come up. You get the choice. You get the choice. You get the choice. God gave you naming rights. And there's power in naming it. There's power in naming it. In fact, I want to show you something else with this. I left off at... At verse, oh, what, what verse did I leave off at? Verse, verse, verse 20, verse 20. Yeah, it was there in verse 20 that, man, as Jacob, he loses the love of his life. Has the blessing And verse 20 says that he buried 
Rachel. And I want you to catch verse 21 because there's something there. I don't, I don't know if you, 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 you get it. Go, go back to 20. Let, let me show that one more. Watch. And Jacob set a pillar on her grave. Jacob set a pillar on Rachel's grave. It's there to this day. Jacob set the pillar. Now, but, but look at verse 21. Verse 21 says, Then Israel journeyed and pitched his tent beyond the tower. I, I, don't, I don't know if you, you got, got, got what's happening. Verse 20, verse, verse 20, show, show that again. Verse 20. And Jacob set a pillar on her grave. Verse 21. Verse 21. Then Israel journeyed. They're the same person. Oh, no. Oh, oh, oh but, but here's the difference. Jacob. Jacob was the old name. Jacob represented the old life. Jacob represented all the bad all the negative, every every bad thing about was Jacob. Jacob buried Rachel. <laughs> but verse 21, Israel moves on. Mm. Jacob buried the past. Jacob buried the loss. Jacob, and yes, it hurts, but because Jacob buried, then, then it allowed Israel to move on. In the new name, in the new life, in the new way. And I'm telling you, some, some of y'all, some of you, you've got to bury it. Yes, it hurts. Yes, that past hurts. Yes, the situation hurt. Yes, it about destroyed me. Yes, it was awful. But I'm choosing to bury it because if I bury it, I get to move on in my new name that God has given me. I don't have to dwell and live in the past, in the moment, in the hurt, in all of that. No, I can bury it so that I can move on in my new life. And some of you need to bury it so that you can move on in glory. I'm not saying I'm not saying it didn't hurt. I'm not saying it didn't happen. But if you live there and you stay there and it's always been only and you never bury it, you'll never get to move. God's got something better for you. God's got something better for you. You don't have to live where you're at. You can bury it. Bury it and move on in the new name. Thanks for joining us today. Please share this podcast. Have a great week and make an impact on those around you.